What's up and welcome to the Nick Benhoff Fitness Podcast. You're joining me at the beginning of my coaching journey where I aim to provide actionable information for you to make healthy and sustainable choices. If you're here, thanks so much for trusting me and involving me in your journey. Every week I plan to provide you with information that will move you forward and provide advice that can be acted on immediately. Without further ado, let's get into today's show. What's up, what's up everybody and welcome to episode 11 of the Nick Benhoff Fitness Podcast. I hope you guys are all doing great today. Um, today we're going to take a little bit more of a scientific approach in uh, this episode and we're going to be talking about five tips for better sleep. Uh, I found uh, lately that you know, even though we all love to sleep, you know, everyone loves uh, to sleep, whether it's a nap, sleeping in on the weekends, you know, you're not going to find anyone that's like, ugh. I hated that. That that felt like crap, right? Sleep is something we all love to do, yet we're not very good at it, and we tend to avoid it um, more often than not. You know, we stay up late. Um, you know, occasionally we get up early, or we just tend not to sleep at all. Uh, right now, I'm working with a, a bunch of athletes, and this is one thing that I try to encourage them to do uh, more of. You know, as teenagers, they they love to either just sleep in after going to bed at like 2 or 3 in the morning and then sleep in until 10 and get a very irregular night's sleep or, you know, I have a few that just don't like to sleep at all and will just pull all-nighters all the time for no reasons. Um, and I think, uh, you know, my, some of my adult clients are not the best sleepers either. Uh, they'll, they'll tend to stay up a little bit later at night than they, than they should be. And some of that's just catching up from the day. You know, they, they work eight to nine hours a day. If they're, back at, if they're back at work right now, maybe they have a commute. So maybe they only have a couple hours to themselves before they would normally go to sleep. And so they want to uh, increase that time by just staying up a, a bit later and then getting up um, maybe right before they need to. So we're going to be going over five tips for better sleep because on top of that, I find people don't sleep that well either, whether it's due to, to stress, to staying up too late, to just not having a good routine in, in line. And, and, and I've been uh, accustomed to not having the best sleep routine, but for the most part, for the better part of the past two years, I think I've slept very well every night, even if my sleep isn't as long as I would hope it'd be. Uh, I find I get to sleep pretty easily, and I, I stay asleep the entire night. So we're going to be going over five tips that have definitely helped me and will hopefully help you. And these are all pretty uh, you know, evidence-based uh, tips. You know, Some of them you've definitely heard, but I just want to get the, get the point across once again. So my first tip is turn off the electronics. Obviously, our TVs and phones and computers and tablets, they emit that blue light that's going to disrupt your body's natural melatonin, um, which is going to make it harder for you to fall asleep at night. Uh, you know, uh, melatonin, or, melatonin is a natural um, you know, chemical in our bodies, and you know, by, by staying up late and uh, having those uh, those uh, blue light emitters like our cell phones and things like that is definitely going to disrupt the production of melatonin right around the time when we need it. Um, even the smallest of phones, you know, even if you have one of those old iPods, even that, uh, even that screen is going to disrupt you just a bit and make it, um, you know, hard to fall asleep. Um, you know, the the sun is a, a natural emitter of that blue light. However, our bodies do a very good job of following that natural 24-hour clock that has been around for 
the entire you know time that humans have been alive. Uh, you know the uh, the sun always you know sets, it always rises, so our bodies have kind of become accustomed to that evolutionarily to where you know we just have that natural internal clock where okay the sun is going down it's it's becoming nighttime I'm, I'm getting tired but with the increased use of technology the increased work from home demand due to the pandemic has definitely had an effect on that biological clock making it a bit harder to go to sleep because we're disrupting that natural uh, hormone that is melatonin now you can take melatonin supplements but it is not necessary if you follow this tip so I know for most people, two hours before bed is not going to be taken seriously. Like, two hours before bed, like, you know, I'm not going to stop looking at my phone at 8 o'clock if you go to bed at 10 o'clock like I do. Um, but two hours is obviously the, the best amount of time that you want to give your body uh, that, that natural kind of cool down from the day. But you can start at an hour, and if an hour is too much, I would say start at a half hour. Uh, just that, that little bit of taking time away from the, the screens, even if it is just a half hour, can help you get to bed uh, a bit easier. You know, uh, On top of that, you could you know read a book, read a magazine, something that's going to make your eyes just feel tired. Um, but just trying to get away from the screens for as long as you can prior to bed is definitely going to help you fall asleep faster and even help you fall asleep uh, or stay asleep better. If you find that you're having trouble with uh, staying away from screens, whether that's watching TV, just being on your phone, then I would say pick up a pair of uh, blue light blocking glasses. You can find them on Amazon for about $10 maybe, maybe even cheaper. Um, you know, that's going to definitely help. It's not going to be the best solution. The best solution is definitely going to be two hours before bed. Now, I don't even follow that recommendation. You know, I try to do a half hour to an hour sometimes when I get home a, a bit later and I'm, you know, just trying to cool down from a, a long day worth of training. I'm going to have the TV on right before I go to bed. And obviously, I should be doing better if I'm going to be uh, providing you with these tips. But I have found that I do sleep best when I am not looking at the screen, I'm not looking at the TV, I don't have my phone in front of my face right before bed. Uh, another tip you can do is you can uh, turn night mode on on all your devices. This definitely helps limit some of the blue light that is emitted from, from them. So definitely try that. I have mine set for 8 p.m. on both my laptop and phone just in case I'm doing a little bit late night work. So. 60 minutes at least, two hours is best, 30 minutes will also work. Blue light glasses, night mode on your devices, and it'll definitely help. Uh, the second tip, and this is one of my favorites, is avoid a hot room. Now, the, the elevated core temperature due to increases in heat from our room has been linked to uh, traces of insomnia. So if your bedroom is a little bit too warm, um, you know, you're going to raise your core temperature and you're going to definitely have trouble falling asleep. You know, I, I, I know I have trouble falling asleep when the bedroom is really hot and I start sweating and I get pissed off and it sucks. So keeping your bedroom nice and cool somewhere in that 66 to 68 degrees is going to be best. Um, it's going to lower your core temperature. Uh, you're not going to be that cold that you're, you know, uncomfortable and shivering and just waking yourself up because you're you're shivering. But you're going to be able to enter that nice, deep, calming sleep, uh, not only for longer, but faster. So that's definitely um, a good tip to follow. Um, you know, high temperatures might not always uh, keep you from falling asleep, but 
uh, you're going to have, you know, if you wake up sweating, you're just going to kind of be like pissed off like I am. Um, so keep the room nice and cold. Uh, you know, we're still in that kind of transition. If you're on the East Coast from uh, winter to spring and you know, the, the weather's always all over the, all over the place. So uh, open up your windows at night if it's going to be a little bit cooler. If not, uh, a fan, turn down the AC just a bit and, and just make it as cool as you can. Sleep in as uh, the least amount of clothes that you can. I, I found that uh, just a pair of shorts always works for me. All right, tip number three is avoiding caffeine in the afternoon. Look, I love coffee, okay? I, I'm not going to go a day without one cup of coffee, let alone two cups of coffee, you know, possibly three or four, depending on how I'm feeling from the night before if I'm not following any of these tips. But, you know, I'm not going to skip out on my coffee. However, I never drink coffee once it hits uh, the afternoon. So it's uh, once it hits uh, 12 o'clock p.m., uh, no more coffee. Even if I have a cup, I'm going to dump it out. But I usually don't let my coffee consumption go past 10, 30, 11 o'clock, depending on when I woke up that day. But the reason is, is because caffeine has an insane half-life. And you know, for those of you that have not taken high school chemistry in a while, half-life is the amount of time it takes for like that chemical to start to decrease, uh, something along those lines. For the the half-life of coffee is, you know, like six, seven hours. So like it takes about like six hours for like half of it to get out of your system. And so if you're drinking coffee, you know, six hours before bed, you're going to still have caffeine in your system as you're, you know, trying to go to sleep, which is, you know, going to set you up for a bad time. So I would say if you can limit your coffee consumption to, uh, just the a.m., uh, and that's, you know, between the hours of 8 a.m. or 7 a.m., depending on when you wake up, to 11.59 a.m., um, just because of the the amount of time it takes for it to uh, flush out of your system. Um, you know, that's not going to be the best for everyone. Some of you, uh, and, you know, myself, I like to have a little bit of caffeine in the afternoon for that, that nice after-lunch lull that I always get around 2 or 3 o'clock. So... Um, but just limit to limit it to at least six hours before bedtime. Uh, you know, anything more is going to be better, and it's going to help that caffeine get out of your system beforehand. You know, I you know, like I said, I, I'm not saying don't drink caffeine because that's crazy talk. But having it, having a you know anything caffeinated around like seven o'clock at night is just going to set you up for not your best night's sleep. Uh, number four is. Exercise. Who would have thunk that exercise would be on this list? Um, you know, exercise more and you sleep better. Uh, sleep better and you exercise better. They kind of go uh, hand in hand. So, um, you know, this one's a pretty easy answer. Try to, you know, get at least 45 minutes to an hour of exercise in a day. And, you know, it doesn't have to be every day, but, you know, the more you do it, the, the better it's going to be, right? I'm sure you have felt extremely tired after you knew you got a, uh, a, a nice uh, exercise or a workout session in, whether that's a run, a, a lift, something like that. But I'm sure you felt like, oh, man, I'm really tired after that. That felt like good because it's just going to, you know, it's it's going to just ultimately lead to, to better to better sleep. Um, now, uh, I usually advocate for exercising in the morning to mid-afternoon, uh, you know, there's no evidence that says exercising right before bed is going to keep you from sleeping. However, it is going to raise your, you know, adrenaline. It's going to raise your core temperature, which they they will uh, decrease quickly, but 
you know, for the most part, you know, if you're exercising and then trying to go right to bed, that's that's not going to be good. So I, I advocate for exercise a little bit earlier in the day. Now, if the only time you can get it is a couple hours before bed, that's fine. I'm, I'm going to say exercise, not not skip it. Okay, this is not a this is not a podcast about skipping exercise just because it's going to make you sleep worse. No, it's actually going to make you sleep better. So make sure to do it. Um, and and you know, it could be aerobic exercise. It could be um, you know some yoga uh, if you're into. Taekwondo or Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu it could be anything of that. Um, one, it's gonna you know help you sleep more. It's gonna boost your mood, um, and like I said, it's gonna raise your adrenaline a little bit and your core temperature. Uh, so, but those are gonna decrease relatively quickly uh, after you after you do it. So you're gonna be fine um, as as long as you're not you know doing some uh, curls or shoulder presses in bed uh, right before. Okay, last, and I, f- I find this one pretty um, pretty important, is just having a consistent sleep schedule. So this is consistency around the time you go to bed. So I try to go to bed between 10 and 10.30 every night. I usually can't make it to 11 unless it's the weekend, but I'm still pretty much falling asleep on the couch. Um, and that also means consistency when you wake up, so trying to wake up around the same time every day. Uh, a little bit easier said than done. Obviously, I think going to bed at a consistent time is easier than waking up at a consistent time. But try to have consistency uh, on both sides. Uh, you know, sticking to a, a similar sleep schedule every night, um, even on the weekends, you party animals, is going to uh, you know help you set that our body's natural circadian rhythm. It, it, it settles into a nice little happy place, and our twenty-four hour clock is kind of being set. Um, it's nice that we've all gotten used to uh, daylight savings time at this point. That was a couple weeks ago, so that's not really an excuse. But just maintaining that that consistency is going to, you know, it's going to just kind of fix that circadian rhythm into your body's natural clock. Um, you know, and what kind of helps with this is just having somewhat of a routine, whether that's just uh, signaling that you're going to go to bed by brushing your teeth or maybe writing something in a, a journal, maybe something you're, you're grateful for that day, maybe it's reading a book, but having some sort of routine that just signals to your body like, okay, we're going to do this for a couple minutes and then it's time for bed. It's going to, it's going to help solidify, again, that circadian rhythm and just kind of keep the process a little bit more consistent. Um, so uh, I hope you I hope you, um, you know, one have at least heard of these before. If you haven't, I, I hope they, they make sense. Um, th- these are just a few of the points that I think are pretty important. There's obviously more. Uh, some get more into uh, different hormones, and, you know, we could talk more about melatonin and things like that. But um, just hormones, um, you know, different uh, dietary minerals and uh, vitamins can play a, a significant role in your sleep. Um, but you know our bodies have have been sleeping forever, so they they know what to do as long as you're getting enough of it and it's pretty quality sleep. Uh, one, you're gonna recover pretty fast. You're gonna decrease uh, any negative um, associations that come with not getting enough sleep. Uh, you know, you know, it, better sleep can lead to more fat loss. Um, better. Um, testosterone production, better cardiovascular health, just just things that we we want and that we think we can get from somewhere else, but it's really going to come from the magic of sleep. Um, if you're interested in learning more about this stuff, there are 
like thousands of studies. You know, I know not everyone likes to to read academic studies or things like that, but there's a book called Why We Sleep. Um, I think. Let me let me double. Let's be honest. Sleep isn't just good; it's great, and it's going to improve your mood. It's going to improve your energy levels and your productivity levels, and it's just it just feels good to sleep. You know, you wake up, you're like, oh man, that felt great. So, I hope you uh, find something from this. Definitely. Uh, implement at least one of these into you know your routine right now. Whether that's decreasing uh, caffeine, maybe having some sort of a nighttime routine to kind of get you set up for for bed, or just um, trying to establish a, a a sleep schedule that you can somewhat stay consistent with. It doesn't have to be perfect, but uh, at least starting is going to have a have a good effect. So. Let me know if you have any questions on this. I'd, I'd love to dive into uh, the science of sleep a little bit more, but I think these five tips will definitely set you up for success over the next couple weeks and months, and just try them out. Let me know how they go. Um, you know, Definitely you know, find me on Twitter, Instagram. Send me a voice message on uh, Anchor, or uh, you know, send me an email. I always put my email down there and let me know if you have any additional questions or if you need uh, advice on anything else. So hope you guys have a great day. Sleep well tonight, and I will see you guys next week after a nice and restful weekend. Have a good one.